What is going on, Mandalorian fans? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Fandalorian Club. Uh, we are the Fandalorian Club, and yes, I remember to unmute everybody today. Uh, hey, did it. Uh, it is Brian, it is Gio, it is Jacob. I am Jake Berlin, and uh, yes, the Fandalorian Club, we're, we're the penultimate episode of the Fandalorian Club for this season. Um, we have just a number, uh, a few left here uh, on this season of Fando. Uh, and we have quite a bit to talk about in the coming weeks, but let's, before we get to that, how's everybody doing today on this Friday afternoon? It's the weekend, gentlemen. Thank happy, God. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> Pretty good. Jacob's like, fuck you guys. I got work after this. <laughs> yeah, the weekend isn't the weekend for me, but I still, hey, we got football in like less than 48 hours. I think. Stop plugging so. your stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm not talking about anything. Yeah. <laughs> Plug it all you want. Plug it all you want. Oh, it's fine. Man. It's fine. Um, yes. Yeah, so we got, we got a, an episode of the Mandalorian to talk today. We have chapter 15, episode seven of season two titled the believer. Um, this is the penultimate episode of the season. We have just one more episode to go uh, before this season is officially wrapped up. And uh, we're going to get to it because we have some cool things to talk about. Um, I'm very interested. This is, I think out of all of the episodes we've talked about so far this year, this is the most, this is the one I'm most interested in hearing everybody's thoughts on because you could honestly really go extreme one way or extreme the other, depending on how you feel about it. Um, I know Brian and I talked about it last night, but I know my thoughts have changed a little bit. I haven't talked to him since, so I don't know where his thoughts are at the moment. Um, let's just start it off with some initial reactions. Uh, a couple sentences on how you feel your, your immediate reaction, if it's changed or not. Um, and Jacob, I'll, I'll go and start with you. Okay. I'm glad you started with me actually, cause, uh, uh I want to get my thoughts out of the way and then hear what you guys have to say. G'day. I understand. I would understand why somebody wouldn't like this episode, but I love this episode to be honest. Nice. I, uh, you know, halfway through, I was like, this episode's okay. But by the end, I loved it. And I'll tell you what, whereas I liked Bill Burr in the season one, I loved him in this episode. And I loved his character. They went deep on that. And I didn't expect that. I thought he was going to be similar to how he was last season. Just, just only there for comedic relief. And I feel like they toned him down a little bit. And they gave him a legit story arc. And I loved that. And I thought the action was awesome. So there's a lot more to dive into. But overall, I honestly really enjoy this episode. It's disappointing in a sense to where like it's the penultimate episode and it didn't feel like it. But just as an episode on its own, I really loved it. Uh, Gio. Yeah, uh I, we we, we saw your text, but put that into form for me. <laughs> okay, so not much happened in this episode, right? But for for some reason, it's it's I, I could not wait until we talked about this episode uh, because of you know uh, some of the moments that were that happened during this episode. Like it was just wow, and there were there was one moment that really took me back to the prequels. Uh, one of the best action sequences we'll get to. Um, but Bill Burr absolutely made this episode for me. Um, and it's surprising, but it's not surprising. Um, I'll tell you why it's not surprising. It's because it, 
you guys know, and uh, there's been many examples of this, but comedic actors, they make really good dramatic actors when they want to. You know, Steve Carell, Jim Carrey, et cetera. And Bill Burr is another example. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah, absolutely. But in one moment, one scene, Bill Burr completely, his character completely changed. And it made me want to see more of his character going forward. Like I, I tweeted out, like, please find a way to bring him back in season three. Because um, uh, Bill Burr for me has just been that good. And the episode was uh, fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed the action, um, <laughs> especially when, it, when, it, when there was action. And uh, yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, Stacy says here, I thought this episode was amazing. Bill Burr's acting in it was superb, and it showed how far Amanda was willing to get Grogu back, which is very true, and that is something that we will definitely get to. I will say, Bill, real quick, Bill Burr was in The King of Staten Island, which was a really good movie, and he was dramatic actor in it. By the way, he was pretty good. And there you I go. Have I have to watch it now. Um, uh, Brian, how about how about you? I'm, I'm interested in you the most because we did talk a little bit last night. How, have your opinions changed at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I, when we watched it originally, I went definitely filler episode. Like I, when we first watched it, I was like that to me was the definition of a filler episode. What, what, uh, what more did they do other than just get the code so he can threaten, uh, Gideon. Gideon. So I, I don't know why I wanted to call him Grand Moff Gideon. And I was like, Let's call him no, Moff. Let's call him Moff. And I, I know. I, I was in my brain was literally going, that's not right. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's slowly starting to grow on me a little bit more. I I I'm not I I'm not fully out of the filler, but I would say I'm majority out of it now. Um the more and more I'm seeing what people are saying, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I understand what you're saying with that. Like, oh, okay. I did, however, really like Bill Burr a lot more in this one. I think the one that he was in, honestly, it might have been the other ca characters that dragged his character down. The more that I think about it, um, because I, to me, he was like the best part of this whole episode. Like Gio said, I was legitimately like, oh, crap. Like, I kind of want to see him some more now. Um, but, yeah, initial thought, I was like, mm, no. Now I'm kind of like, okay, well, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was pretty good. It wasn't, it wasn't like I've seen people say the best episode of the season. And I'm like, what are you on? But um, <laughs> teach, teach their own. What? <laughs> Nothing. Just the, the way that you said it. Um, so were you guys disappointed initially? Is, is so so th this is yeah. this is so I so we watched we watched it at midnight and it came out at midnight uh, our time and um, we popped it on and I felt like I had this certain expectation for this episode because you were hyped for this one. It very much felt like. They were kind of doing a three-part finale in a way, where they set it up in this in the previous episode with uh, with with um, uh, Robert Rodriguez's episode, um, Grogu's taken, and then I'm like, okay, well they're gonna do something this episode that has a good connective piece to it, very much like they did last year in season one, where season or uh, episode seven and eight were essentially one big episode. 
seven ended with the bar being blown to smithereens and and Moff Gideon showing up. Like that's how the episode had ended, and then it went right in to episode eight. Mm -hmm. So I had this kind of expectation to it um, that is that is a hundred percent on me because nothing was revealed about it. Obviously, it was just my personal expectation. So when I was watching it, I'm thinking to myself, well. If they're just getting the code, like the episode is kind of pointless. Like, like I love that Mayfield is back, and I and I agree with everybody. I think that I'll even go to the to an extent to say that he almost feels like a completely different character. It's it's like a completely different shift for the character for me on how he is. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it when I first when I watched it the first time, I didn't feel any connective tissue between the previous episode and what could happen next. It very much felt like a side mission that's not going to have any kind of impact on what's going to come. But I watched it a second time about two hours ago, and my thoughts have definitely changed on that. And Jacob, you had said something that there's a certain part in the episode where the episode kind of like switches gears a little bit and it turns into something different. Um, the second they park, the second they park the transport, exactly. The episode oh, yeah. It, it, it gets really, really good. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't recognize that the first time because I was so frustrated with the fact that it felt so different from what we had seen recently and what we're going to get next. And I, I, I it was just me in my own head. It was clearly just me in my own head because there's a lot of things I do like in this episode that are also in the beginning. Um, but there's also a lot of stuff at the, at near the end or like the back half that I think is really good and really important to what we could see here uh, in this next episode. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Be to me, look, we talk a lot about the perspective of the Empire or showing us more of, of the Empire characters and not not all of them are just evil. They, a lot of them were either forced to join the, this military group or they just thought that they were fighting for something good. and. Did you guys get this feeling like when the when the TIE fighters come in and save them, they like made it seem heroic? Like because oh, normally yeah. it's like yeah. the X-Wings coming in to save them, right? Yeah. But they they played like this was it a new piece of music when that happened? Man, it felt it new. Been. Yeah, it might or have been. like a piece of music they don't use a lot. Um they made it like heroic and I just it all ties into the Bill Burr character and what he does at the end. So I thought that part Diving into the Empire was what made it great. I agree. And we'll definitely get there. Um, let's go ahead and start off with here with the opening scene, opening sequence of this of this episode. And we start off by meeting Mayfeld right away. Um, we see that he's a prisoner working on a junkyard, essentially, breaking down scrap metal. We see TIE fighters and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, we see some cool transports. We also see um, that crane, uh, the ATAT -AT crane again in the background, which we saw earlier this season in, in Chapter 4, or uh, Episode 4, excuse me. And then we transfer after Cardoon grabs Mayfield. We get this cool sequence where we first see Boba Fett and his new digs, um, his freshly painted digs, um, obviously leading to the scene between Mayfield and, and Din as well. Um, how did you guys feel about this opening scene with, with Mayfield, with Cardoon, um, bringing him to, to the Slave One and just that whole interaction and kind of how the episode starts off? Gio, I'll start with you. Yeah, for me, the the best part about that opening scene was when he's like, oh, I thought you were the other guy. <laughs> and then he walks in right behind me. <laughs> uh, he's, 
I don't know. Does Mayfield know who Boba Fett is? Because I don't know if he'd say that still. It, do, it doesn't seem like Probably it. Probably not. Because yeah. it's like, if you knew who Boba Fett was, you'd be like, oh my God, like double trouble, you know? But yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's just, uh, you're immediately, you know, right into Bill Burr's comedic, you know, timing. And um, I was a little bit thrown off by Boba Fett's armor looking so clean and nice. Yeah, me too at first. I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Like uh, something to do on the ride to pick up the prisoner, I guess. But it looks great. Hey, it, it looks great, and uh, yeah, it only got better as uh, episode went on. I want to see the paint shop inside the Slave One. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Brian, what about you? Opening sequence. Um, I would say this counts as the opening sequence. The thing, well, I loved seeing the the fresh coat of paint. Like that was dope. Um, but it's funny because and it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty slick. The rifle's um, yeah. Um, the thing that's funny to me, because the thing, one of the things that I've always wondered and wanted answered was answered to me. And that's how does, how do the people inside Boba shit not just fall over. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. that too. And yeah. it showed the rotating inside, uh-huh. and I was like, "Ah, I've always wanted to know that." Finally, had to see the slave one inside the cockpit and everything. It was awesome. Yeah. So, like, honestly, that was the best part for me because, like, that is something since I was a kid, I've gone like, I wonder, like, how it does it. What's it do? Like, how how does it how does it turn? Like, I get Boba Fett's in his seat. So that makes sense. But like, what about the other people and crap he's got towed in there? And to see it, I was just like, oh, that was a little dorky childhood thing that I've been wanting to know for a while. So that that little tiny thing got me actually pretty excited. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like the opening scene too. I think it was really great. Uh, I, I love the interaction. And you feel a different Mayfield right away. You kind of get that sense that he's a very different type of character. And, it, and to Brian's point earlier, it very much might be that those characters aren't around him. Um, but yeah, you, you get a sense of Bill Burr's comedy right away. You get that, that idea, the interaction with Cara Dune was, was interesting. He was kind of like scared to go with her. Um, and then Gio, you're right. That line of, of, oh, I, I thought you were someone else. Um, and then he's just walking up behind him and you hear the music pop up and everything. <laughs> like, hey Mando. Um, and, and it's, it's great. It was a great sequence. Uh, nice little opening scene, you know, cause we, we're not going to get the opening scenes in the cockpit of the Razor Crest anymore. So they're kind of going to have to do something different for now on. And this was a great way to do that. Um, Jacob, what about you? What do you think of this opener? I thought it was cool. I mean, I, I like how they're showing us how the new Republic is operating. They, I mean, what else are you supposed to do with prisoners? I guess these are criminals that, that they've captured. So they either just leave them in a cell or put them to work. So I guess it's not like too harsh, but I, I think they're trying to show us that like, Maybe the New Republic's not like conquering planets and destroying planets and killing people, but they operate similarly to the Empire was. So I thought that was interesting to see like how they're putting prisoners to work. So it was cool. I I liked it, to be honest. From there, uh, we go straight to uh, – well, not straight to. We we learned some information from Mayfeld about, uh, you know, his history and and what has to be done for him to get this information, um, the coordinates of Moff Gideon. And I do not have the planet name on me for the for right now, but they go to a planet where there is a um, essentially an unknown 
uh, empire base where he has to get these these coordinates from. He has to go in and get these coordinates from. And we see a sequence here, which is really cool. We see this crew. Um, we've got Mando and Boba here. Then we see the five-man crew here uh, all on a ridge looking at the transport, the transport that they're going to steal. Um, we see Cara Dune and, and Fennec as well. Um, and it, it turns into this big, giant action sequence, right? We get this big, giant action sequence after uh, Mayfield and, and Din get inside this transport. Also, obviously, Din takes off his armor, puts on the Stormtrooper armor um, and the helmet as well. Uh, and then we get this really cool action sequence with the pirates um, with some really cool stuff with Din because he doesn't have his typical armor. So he's got to do some different things. But we get a new look at this fresh species, which I've never seen before personally. Um, really cool. And go ahead. Did, go ahead, did you say the planet's name? No, I, didn't, I don't have it on me right oh, now. Morak. Morak. That's what it is. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. Really the only big action scene of, of the episode, uh, but it was long. It was, it was detailed. Um, and I know someone might mention this, but I know a lot of people online were saying it, it had a very Mad Max feel to it because it was mm -hmm. a transport going down yeah. and we were kind of attacking a transport. Yeah. Um, not yeah, to make of a different movie when I was watching this. You Sorry, go finish finish your point. Well, I was just going to say, not to the extent in, in you know high velocity of Mad Max, but the fact that it was a, an ongoing transport, they were attacking a transport, they had to fight on top of a transport. And that's that's very Mad max is, which is why I, I compared that. Very road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny because this whole part, I really got strong Star Trek vibes. Like, I, I don't know why. I think maybe because the aliens, like I got like the whole time I felt like I was watching like one of the Star Trek movies, like that kind of feeling. I, I don't know. And when I saw Fury, everyone say Fury Road and I was like, no, to me, it felt like Star Trek. But I mean, I could absolutely see where people are saying that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting because one thing that I thought of is, to me, those aliens were not pirates as much as they were people. They seem to be more like natives trying to stop the Empire from stealing their stuff. The right, whatever it was called. Rhydonium. Um, if you're a pirate, you you're taking the stuff. They were trying to stop them oh, and blow yeah. up, and to the point where one of the officers, when they got back, said, "Oh, you guys are the first shipment to survive today." So that to me, they're not pirates. They're not, they're not taking it. They are. I mean, literally, essentially, just trying to stop them from doing what they're doing. So, it, so I kind of looked at it like that. I mean, does it make a difference? No, but, but um, yeah, that whole scene was pretty cool. The whole time I was like, is Cara Dune and Fennec Shan going to like start shooting people off these things? Like, where are they? And I was like, Oh, they're going somewhere else. But um, yeah, Mando got his crap kicked in a couple times. Well, he doesn't I, have like, armor. He didn't have his stuff. It's, no, yeah. I know. And it's funny because there was a couple times where like he went to do something like he would normally do and it would backfire because it wasn't. His. Well, yeah, they, you would. The, the armor he was wearing was shattering because yeah. he's usually trying to deflect the stuff and it's just breaking with them swinging things at them. Um, the only counter I'll have about the whole native thing is that that means it'd be a planet that has multiple species species on it. Yeah. Um, 
which you know i don't know if if that's native to multiple planets or not but we saw the the real natives that they talked about in the before well, they Naboo, Naboo has Naboo has humans. Well, I know. We've, I'm just saying we've only yeah. seen a very, very few of them is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that little human settlement almost kind of just looked like its own little, like, a refugee camp type situation. So, but yeah, no. Um, although it was kind of dope seeing the aliens. <laughs> like, they were getting messed up. Like, <laughs> going under the tires and... Oh, yeah. Being, like, like, I was just like, by Mando alone. <laughs> yeah. So... But yeah, uh, Gio and Jacob, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, I like the action. Like the, the action was cool. Like it, you know this this part of the episode wasn't the best part of it, but I enjoyed those action scenes. And man, there were so many of those. Every time he destroyed like two of those little those carts that were carrying them, just more would keep showing up, and it was crazy. And once the that last batch of them showed up, I was like, oh crap! But obviously, somebody always comes in and shoots them out of the way but it was it was fun i i enjoyed that scene a lot and i like that because if he had his armor on he would it would have been so much easier for him i like that they showed him have to do this without his armor so that was cool and they were limited because they couldn't shoot at that at those trucks because they would have blown up so mm -hmm. they, so it was it was a cool action scene yeah they couldn't even drive fast otherwise it would have blown up. oh yeah that's right although yeah. it looked like they were still driving pretty damn fast Oh yeah, yeah they were. But once he slowed down, like the thing, like the meter went down to like yes, yes, from yes. them heating up or something. Yeah, uh, Gio. Yeah, I mean, you could look at this whole action sequence and think of it as just a throwaway action sequence. But there's actually a lot going on, and you guys touched on pretty much all of it. You know, Mando doesn't have his armor, so he's you know fighting twice as hard. Um. And then you have the uh, TIE fighters saving their asses, you know, and I, I miss the music, but if, if Jacob was right and it's like heroic music playing, I mean, what a juxtaposition, you know, of the Empire is the good guys? Is, 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 Rick, is Rick, yeah. Rick from it? You were trying to make the bad guys seem good. And it's just, I'm not going to lie. I was happy to see the stormtroopers go, 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 get him. And they start shooting. And the TIE Fighters are raining down. It's just like, huh, okay, I like that, you know? I mean, does it feel right? No, but, hey, I liked it. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, uh, man, I, I just – you guys talking about it. I can't wait to watch the episode again. Wow. There, there's also um, – there was also some good dialogue between Mayfield and Mando inside the actual uh, transport. That's oh, a yeah. point. Um, something that we can probably touch on as well, you know, talking about how, uh, and it, it's very similar to things we've heard in Star Wars before, but that, you know, whether it's the Republic or the Resistance or the Empire or the First Order or whoever it is, it's all just the same. It, it's all just the same that, you know, people are run and people are, are fall in line, essentially is what he's saying. And um, it, it was interesting that he compared it to the Mandalorians as well. Uh, still learning a little bit piece by piece about the history of the Mandos uh, as we as we go on. Um, and this might be the first time that Din is also hearing stuff like this too. Because we know at this point his thoughts and and things that are going on inside his head are very conflicted because of things that he's heard from Bo-Katan, things that he's heard from Boba. Um, the fact that he was what he was raised as um, could be considered a lie uh, to, to some. Um, so he's hearing all these things from different people and turning it into a Mandalorian thing was very interesting. 
Um, but yeah, a, a little bit more characterization for Bill Burr's character, which is really cool because he seemed like a character that might have just been a throwaway, but they really gave him a lot to do in this episode. I think someone may have even said it, but he almost felt like the main character of the episode um, alongside Mando. Uh, you know, their scenes, scenes are very similar, obviously, you know, they're with one another, but, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a great piece of dialogue set, um, great conversation. And it, it probably meant more. Uh, and I, I love the line of, I love the, the, the idea of him saying, well, you live by this rule of not taking off your helmet, mm -hmm. but you just put on the stormtrooper helmet. So is it, you're not taking off your helmet or you can't show your face? Like, which one is it? And it's again, blurring these lines of what Mando was supposed to be as a character, um, which we're obviously going to learn down the road. More and more gray areas, I guess. Um, and I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when he uh, said that, you know, we're, we're really the same, and then later on what is revealed with Bill Burr's character and what happens, correct me if I'm wrong, but the same thing happened to Mando, right? Like his people were slaughtered and he was taken away. And in a sense, Bill Burr, his his whole division was wiped out and like well if you're referring to to din as a child then yes yeah yeah uh, I, I, yeah I, as a I, child it, i mean his his entire family friends they were all demolished by the droid saved by Chandos. yeah yeah i don't know i was just i found another you know thing that kind of made them a little bit more of the same you know than when the episode started so yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Um, all right, let's go ahead and shift gears from this action scene. Let's get into the real nitty gritty stuff because we get to this base um, and this is where Mayfield has to do his job and he's got to get some coordinates here. And he walks into this mess hall essentially and he sees his commanding officer uh, from when he was part of the Empire, which, and I don't have the actor's name, but he's played by this dude and he's played perfectly by this dude. <laughs> um, he's so great. Such uh, a scumbag. Yeah, and, and we've, we've seen him so, in so many other shows and televisions in this type of role. Uh, or sh shows and movies, excuse me, in this type of role. Um, he plays him great. And then they, um, so being that billboard can't do it, Din steps up. He's like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And we see him <laughs> take his mask off. We Crazy. see Pedro Pascal. Um, and as Bill Burr hinted at earlier inside the transport, you know, look at you, you're doing things that are breaking your rules when you're desperate. And again, he is desperate in this situation to get the coordinates for, uh, for Grogu. He takes his mask off to read his face, to make sure he gets the coordinates and nothing goes haywire. Um, I mean, very, very interesting stuff playing into the idea that he may not have the mask going forward for a lot of this stuff going into the future of Mandalorian. What do you guys think? That was the most interesting thing of this episode, like mm -hmm. that he took, that he was willing to do this. And I think, I, I think some people might have a problem with this, but I think the bottom line is, I mean, we all know this. He's showing us what he's willing to do to get Grogu back. And that's he's saying Grogu means more to him than breaking the creed, than not breaking the creed. So and that's crazy. And I, I like that because that's what this show's about is Mando and Grogu. And it's a you know, it's for lack of a better way of explaining it, it's a son or a dad trying to get his son back, basically. Mm -hmm. And what he there's nothing he wouldn't do to do that. So I, I thought that was awesome. Gio, you want to go? <laughs> yeah, Bill Burr. Well, we call him Brown Eyes. Oh, that was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, great improv. Uh, by I wouldn't be surprised if that was if that was uh, improvised by Bill Burr. 
Yeah, oh, probably. probably. I, 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 and Mando does not know how to get out of a situation. No. Well, and I'll say, and I don't want to, I want to make sure Gio and Brian talk about this, but I love the fact that he looked like a deer in headlights without his helmet off. Mm-hmm. He looked so uncomfortable without his helmet on. He looked um, scared. And it, it was, I thought it was done brilliantly by Pedro Pascal as well. Uh, so I, I love that they added it because they, they could have easily not done that. But they made sure to add it to add some levity to the situation. So I, I thought it was really, really well. But uh, Gio, continue. No, actually, I didn't even think about that. Now, like, yeah, he really did look uncomfortable. Like, hey, I'll, throw, I'll throw an image up. I mean, look at his face. He doesn't. He doesn't look. You know, he doesn't look yeah. like a regular dude in this in this situation. I mean, this is kind of a scared face too. You know. Yeah, he he doesn't exactly. He doesn't know what to do, and. Um, Man, does Bill Burr, uh, his character Mayfield, coming? I'm gonna call him Bill Burr, but uh, his character comes in clutch, man. And it's just like these two actually work well together, the two of them, you know. Like, and I think Mando is kind of realizing that himself, you know. He's just like, wow, okay, well, I guess you are useful and you know better than I thought you were, you know. So. I think uh, Mando himself was pretty surprised by Bill Burr and his, you know, his timing, his his ability to improvise, you know. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And that that officer, that Imperial officer, is just a god, such a dick. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about him as we've seen in the Empire. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he's such a great Empire officer. Uh, Brian, what about you? Yeah, um, he looked very scared like he like this is not it was something he's that's never happened to him before ever oh jake didn't like my opinion so much (laughs) he's like i'm out Uh, (laughs) bathroom break yeah um but yeah no he he just looked scared and um it's funny because it's Gio. What's really funny is that you keep messing up his name. I keep wanting to call him Blofeld <laughs> from from Bond. Just combines. The I two. think you did that last season too. <laughs> Probably. Um, so um, yeah, it, this is where the chop started to come in for Burr. That he, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's funny because. Pedro Pascal didn't even really talk. He just kind of had to. Well, and when Bill Burr like uh, went to him, he just kind of like nodded. He's like, yeah, I like when he starts screaming at him and he's just <laughs> doesn't do anything. That whole part was pretty good. That had, that had me laughing where you call him brown eyes. And he's like, Oh, he can't hear anything. You gotta speak louder. <laughs> yeah. So that part. Yeah. That was, uh, I like that part. Did not expect him to, to do some of those things that he did taking off his helmet. I mean, more than one person has seen his face now. So it's like, well, and it, it was also cool that it came back in, and Mayfield again, going to the character said, I didn't see your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like exactly. and that was a really good moment between the two of them. Um, I'm sure we'll get to it here in a sec, but right after the scene, uh, this Imperial officer comes up to Mando after Bill Burr had saved him. Uh, the three of them are talking and uh, he realizes that they are the ones that brought the transport in wants to get them a drink. And we get this really cool scene between the three of them where they're talking about the history of the empire and Bill Burr brings up project cinder, which is massive. 
um, massive, massive for Star Wars fans. Uh, Did you catch that the first time? Because you were talking or something. No, I saw I, it. Yeah, I caught it. No, I so, caught it. Yeah, I 100% okay. caught it. Yeah, the second Cinder popped up. So for those of you who don't know what Cinder is, Cinder is a um, – for when Palpatine put in a essentially – a program that fail safe. A fail safe. That's a better way of saying it. yes. He put in a fail safe that when he dies and no longer is there, that there is a number of worlds and people and species that essentially get obliterated because they did not align with him while he was part of this world. So when he died, the empire that was left did what was called Project Cinder and they destroyed worlds. Operation like, Cinder. Yeah, operation. Sorry, operations center. You're correct. Wow. And um, this was this was shown in Battlefront Two, the story. This was also placed in a few novels. Um, it's been mentioned multiple times in books. Um, but we got confirmation that Bill Burr was actually uh, essentially part of that in a way, um, and uh, so was his commanding officer. And when he saw what was happening, and it turns out that he's not the only one. Um, that when when Operation Cinder went down. That a lot of what the Empire was, they fleed. They didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, and so Bill Burr was one of those. His entire unit got destroyed on a planet that was being destroyed by the Empire. Um, and so a really cool history lesson right there uh, for a lot of people who don't know what it is. Because we haven't seen it in live action yet. Um, what did I the think, guy call it? Sacrifices for the Empire? All yes. the, he's like, my whole... My Sacrificing whole, for the greater good, I think is what he said. Yeah, something like that. And I was yeah. like, dude... Yeah, so it's guy. it's a big deal because it it is also something that we could see in the future in live action. Like that could be something we see because it's a very very big deal in canon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's literally the whole almost point of Battlefront Two. Like, yeah. really? That yeah. Oh yeah, it's you're literally playing well, through. And if one I'm not mistaken, that's the reason why Iden Versio switches. Correct? Yes. Yes. The, so, the main character of the story, she flips to the rebellion all, because of Operation Cinder. Yeah, it's literally wow. like his last order to wipe out these planets that he just didn't like. And it's it's miniature. It's essentially miniature Death Star tech is what they're using. Yeah, and they're just wiping out these whole entire planets, and uh, and that's what they're using the. Uh, whatever they were transporting, they were using that to do it, weren't yes. they? And because he says, we thank you for delivering this or whatever. We, we need it to continue that. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I, I'm looking up the exact title of it. It's the satellites in orbit, uh, of planets to free the night King. Really? Oh, oh I wow. That. That's awesome. I could see that now that, that not they mention it. But this scene at the table, whether we're getting a drink, was the best scene of the episode. One one of my favorite scenes in the whole series, to be honest. I loved this scene because, like Gio said, this is when Bill Burr kind of switched and was like, he was upset. And Mando even like shook his head at him, like, no, don't like, don't do this. And I was like, oh shoot, he's gonna shoot him. And he I love that in movies or TV shows when like they know they're stuck in a situation where like they're going to have to shoot their way out if they do something. And then mm -hmm. one of the characters can't control their temper and they do it. And I love mm -hmm. seeing that from Bill Burr. And then obviously they have to escape. So I, I really love this scene. Did anybody else feel inglorious bastards in this moment? Yes. 
Oh, a little bit, yeah. Now that the you mentioned it, scene, yeah. the restaurant scene. Mm-hmm. It's the way I, that it was playing out. Hundred percent. I. It was funny to me because it's not the same, but I got the like vibe that you get kind of like when you watch Joker, where it's like you're slowly starting to see this person crack. I mean, obviously this was at a much faster pace, but you saw him go from like his like smooth talking to like he's slowly like. Well, yeah, like yep. I, I, I'm yeah, going to do this. Well, he was it's, mocking all those people that died. So yeah, mm-hmm. couldn't it. it was like, and you're holding your breath like, oh, please don't do it. Please don't do it. And then he does it. And you're just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> well, yeah. again, Mando is watching him and he's also like, did, did he know this about Mayfield? I don't think he did. Cause he's just like Jesus. And I don't know. Yeah, it just got to the point where, yeah, it, you know, Mayfield did what he had to do, you know, and uh, again, like, I, I've never seen this kind of acting from Bill Burr. That's why I'm just so like Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, you know, like this whole, this whole Fandalorian episode because it's just like, wow, incredible direction and writing, absolutely, and you know, it's just, ah. Uh, what you guys said also about the um, Project Cinder, I think it's called Cinder, you guys mm-hmm. call it? Operation Cinder. Yeah, I didn't know about that, so thank you. Like, myself and the other casual viewers are like, you guys saved me a couple hours of gaming. Yeah, and that, that's... <laughs> uh, it's a great game, so if you want to play it, you should definitely... Yeah, Gio, I, if, uh, I think I might even have it on the PS4, because I know you have my PS4. Uh, I, I think, I, I, think have. I have it, actually. Yeah, yeah. About Final have, Thunder, right? It's yeah. the story. It's the story. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an incredible story. The story is incredible. It's um, story wise one of the better Star Wars stories. Yeah, they 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 didn't have a campaign in the first Battlefront, and it was a backlash of that game. And they were like, okay, well we need to do a we need to do a a, a campaign, and they crushed it by creating this thing. And this is where the also the idea of the hologram Palpatine came into play as well. This is where this came from. And a lot of the stuff that was theorizing about episode nine, it all came from this story. Um, it's it's really, really good. And it, it would cover a lot of ground for people who don't read books because it covers the Battle of Jakku and it covers a lot of that stuff that is a lot of interesting stuff in Star Wars. And if you've ever heard Inferno Squadron, that's where that comes from. Yeah, you, you play you play as the Inferno Squadron. If you have it, you should play it. I have it, so I'll let you borrow it. I'm pretty sure I got it on the PS. I'll I'll look, though. I'll double check. So should casual viewers play the game or watch more Fandalorian Club to learn more about this? (laughs) Watch more Fandalorian Club. Um, I definitely recommend that uh, because (laughs) I'm talking Battlefront 2 all day long. But, um, look, honestly, if you – because it seems like they're tying in a lot of this stuff, and if Projects or Operation Center does come back into play, um, it would do you a lot of service to know what it is. And to really understand the ins and outs of it, we can talk about it as much as we can. But actually, looking at it go down in that in that game um, is is an option that I would recommend. If you're not a gamer, I guarantee you someone had actually clipped out the story. Oh yeah, yeah, watch it online as a movie, yeah. and that there's an option for you as well. And so, um, but I, I definitely recommend because it it didn't just get dropped for no reason it's going to come back into play at some point yeah and well, with this brought up, up. 
Palpatine's contingency contingency plan that was introduced. That was the in word I was looking for. Novels. Yeah. It, yeah, it's literally that was his what his contingency. So basically, Mandalorian's doing what we wanted the sequel trilogy to do is which is include these little canon pieces that they've been introducing us to and i get it they don't really have time in the movies to do that stuff but we've already seen it several times on the mandalorian bringing stuff from the outside canon in so i think they're going to do that in all of their shows like, oh yeah bring little pieces it of seems canon. Like it. i mean after the announcement we got yesterday yeah. it definitely seems like that a lot of that is going to be coming down the line well i mean i'm looking at places it's appeared it's been in multiple comics multiple books the uh battlefront 2 which is literally like the whole point of the game and then now this um this is the only live action thing it's been in yeah so and it was just mentioned basically so far yeah so and honestly it's not even that like you could have thought they just made it up to say something to give Bill Burr's thing, but it actually has a significance. So, yeah. And and this all happened after Palpatine uh, died. Like after the empire fell, this all happened after the empire fell. So I believe it was after Palpatine died. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. After after he poofed. Yeah. After he poofed. There you go. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's go ahead and shift gears real quick. After this scene went down, uh, we see, obviously a, see a little bit of a shootout. We see some cool stuff happen with with uh, Mayfield and Din. Uh, they're trying to escape. They get up on the roof. They climb their way out. We see Kara and Fennec sniping the hell out of some troopers from a long distance away, never missing, which is awesome to see. Um, and then we see this awesome stuff, too. Yes. Live One comes to the rescue and grabs Din and Mayfield. And uh, we, we see that uh, Mayfield had shot. You can see it in the background there. Mayfeld shoots the um the, the facility and it blows I love up. that he did that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's kind of like a personal thing for him. Um, and so that's blowing up, and TIE Fighters are chasing after Slave One. And I don't have an image of it, but we see the long-awaited return mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of the uh the famous weapon from Django Fett and Attack of the Clones. Dude, um, I like audibly screamed when he <laughs> did that. I lost my uh, that, that was, was so awesome. that was my wow. <laughs> yeah. That might have been like honestly the thing I was most excited for. When you right see now. when you see the bay door open, you're like, oh my god, it's happening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was so cool. And the thing is, it was just like we got to see it like so clearly, you know. It wasn't just like a bunch of them blowing up rocks in the space. It was like boom. It was so cool. I I'm a sucker. Seismic charge is what it's called. There you go. For these silent and then boom noises. Mm-hmm. Like in Last Jedi, uh, Attack of the Clones, this, where it's like, did my TV go out? And then it, <laughs> oh, you're just like, oh, so cool. Man of Steel. So, yeah. I, I remember people freaking out for Last Jedi, like, oh no, it went out. The thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got, honestly, I think I got more excited for that stupid little bomb than I did anything else. So I, I was watching that scene. I'm like, oh my God, we're about to see the slave one go at some TIE fighters. The seismic charge never came across my mind. No, <laughs> yeah, never same, came across my same. mind. I was waiting for his two little guns to turn around and him just to 
them to be yeah, blast. That's true too. I just I wanted yeah. to see. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see a dogfight with it at some point, but that's what I was expecting to see. Very much like what they did with Chapter Four and and the Razor Crest. Um, but yeah, the, the, I never in a million years would have thought we would have seen a seismic charge again. Yeah, no, not not coming off of the slave one. I mean, yeah, I mean that was a a little Easter egg tease for all of oh, us. Oh, it was so great. And the Star Wars fans everywhere rejoiced. They just oh, rejoiced. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're like, I know like we're so excited about Boba Fett's return, but like guys, Boba Fett is just here and in the story and like just <laughs> badass. And he barely did oh, anything in this episode and we're freaking out about it. I know. Like he was just in the background all episode long. That's yeah. It. And it's perfect because you don't the want him to come in and happen. This episode is a pain job. You don't want him to come over, come in and take over the show, but he's perfect complimentary piece. And it it's so cool. It's freaking Boba Fett. And I told you guys I I didn't want them to bring him back. And they and I'm loving it now that they did. Yeah. Look at what you you, <laughs> you poor naive soul, you. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead and get to the last scene. Uh, so after everything is good with the uh, with the crew. Um, and Mayfield uh, gets off. Cardoon lets him off, and she plays this whole coy thing of like, oh, he died in the explosion of the facility, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so he is off doing his own thing, which does leave open the possibility. I love that, by the way. That was cool. Yeah, um, I will say maybe a little too quick, but it, I, I like that it happened. Yeah. Um, uh, I know a lot of people are also saying that maybe we see him back in something like Rangers of the New Republic. Which I would love that. Um, if that does tie into it somehow. But um, the big deal that we want to talk about is, uh, is is the very, very end of this episode where we finally get on to Moff Gideon's ship. Um, and this is the ending of the episode here. And we see this hologram file from Din. Um, what what a great moment this is because it's obviously setting up what's to come in the next episode, um, the ultimate showdown. Uh, I've also seen a lot of people online, you know, you know, conversations and stuff about, oh, why did he reveal his plan? Or why, why is he saying he's coming or whatever? Because Din doesn't care. And I feel like Gideon knows already that it's going to happen because he has he has Grogu. Um, but when he says the line, uh, he matters more to me than you will ever know. Oh, that was so good. So good. It's like, oh, <laughs> the a dad just pulling at the heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. He's just like, oh, that's my boy. That's your boy. <laughs> that's my boy, Blue. That's my boy. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I like that scene because it's funny because – you, there was no acting <laughs> coming from Mandalorian. It's literally just a, a projector of him and then hearing his voice. So I like how he used the tone. I mean, his voice is the acting almost for everything. But um, I, and I love a good dramatic uh, cape turn like Gideon did when he's staring out and they're like, <laughs> he's like general or moth or whatever. And he just flings the cape around. And yeah, That's a lot a of dramatic. people. A lot of people are saying that is Din's Liam Neeson moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, taken. <laughs> I have a certain set go. of skills. So well, he's yeah. playing on what Moff Gideon said yep. to him at the end of last last season. Last season so, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they replayed that at the beginning. So I, I, man, this is crazy. Yeah, he's like, I think somebody mentioned John Wick in the, or did somebody mention John Wick in the chat? Yes, yeah, I think but, so. I believe yeah. so. They should be scared, man. They got Boba Fett and Mando coming after them, man. I don't even think he knows that Boba Fett's coming after them, too. So, oh but no, I'm wondering, like, 
we don't we've never seen Moff Gideon fight, right? Like, do we think he's a capable fighter on his own? Because we're gonna Mando and Moff Gideon go toe to toe with the with the spear. And that that's what's coming down to. Yep, John Wick. I yep. I don't think he got the dark saber by being a little that's bitch. a good point, <laughs> like, a good point. I, and I'm, i mean he could have easily just had a little thing <laughs> a squad go out and get him uh go get it or something but i'm starting to think there that he's kind of badass like he's I hope so because otherwise he doesn't have a chance against mando but yeah so we'll see i'm excited so let's or geo thoughts on this real quick before we move on it kind of confirms or even further confirms for me that um, Grogu is going to stay with uh, Mando and not leave with the Jedi, as we've talked about in previous episodes, because of, you know, what what uh, Grogu means to, to Mando now, you know, and their relationship. So, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I'm just like, for me, it's, I had to put money on it. I, I mean, I'm putting money now that Grogu doesn't go down the path of the of the Jedi and uh, sticks around with uh, Mando for like five more seasons. As long as I don't get a just go, just leave <laughs> like that type crap where he's trying to get rid of him and like uh, that, I would cry. I would freaking cry. If like what is it? I think it's like Fox and the Hound or something where he they put the fox out and he's just like just go. I would be like, oh no. yeah, you're right. You are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's that, I that hound says it to the fox. Yes, yes. Uh, that would kill me. <laughs> like that would literally kill me. I can think of a few other people that that would kill too. But um, I mean, I still think he's gonna stay with him. I, yeah, I, that nothing has swayed that oh. for me. I did anybody else get a feeling that as badass as this scene was, does anybody feel like there might end on a bad note to where Grogu actually stays with Gideon after the end of this season? That he I mean, that doesn't get him back? I've hmm. still thought that, yeah. Because there's only one episode left. There's they're only gonna get one chance at getting Grogu back. I tend to think that that chance is gonna fail. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Gideon, a whole bunch of stormtroopers, like how many dark troopers as well? Like, we don't six, exactly know. It was at, at least, least 10. Yeah, at well, least I was, was going to say at least 20, I would think. No. The way that I hanger mean, was, that, that, was, that was a long hanger, was, yeah. Two rows of them. And there was two, one on each side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I mean, hey, Boba Fett. Badass, Mando, badass, they're all badass, but I, I don't I don't see how you get past that. Because I'm thinking to myself, with one episode left, I don't see Cobb Vanth coming back this season. I don't see Bogatan coming back this season. I see that happening next season when the full-on siege to get him back happens. And I feel like the Boba, Fennec, Din, Cardoon rescue is going to fail, and that's how the season's gonna end. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Probably. I would lean more towards that. But who dies? Mm. Cardoon. Eh, oh well. Is she even going to go with them, do you think? I don't, that's the big question. I'm not I sure. I think it's just going to be... Uh, She's with them right now. She is with them currently. So Actually, she, she might go. 
But that actually shocked me that she was there because the way she, they, she made it seem like uh, she was like, I can't do that. I have a different life now. And then she just goes out on the mission. I'm like, oh, well, well the second he said they got the kid, she's like, oh, like well, that, that's yeah. why I think she might go with them because, like, she's no, she's like, everything I got to do anything to get that kid back. But I never thought about I always assumed he was going to get Grogu back at the, now, but I'm not sure. It that would be very devastating for viewers. Like, people are gonna they're gonna have to wait another year at least until we and do we even get Mandalorian season three a year from now? Who knows? Uh, it, it was confirmed for Christmas of next year. Okay, so that's fine. Christmas. So, that's a full year. Like, that's when season episode one airs. It's they okay. said Christmas 2021. Okay, guys, guys, keep in mind we have Andor. We yeah, have we have all the time. I don't care. We have you know all of the 2020 movies that were pushed to 2021. <laughs> There's going to be a, a nasty cliffhanger. Just pump the brakes. There's no, going to be a storyline of Bo-Katan getting the dark saber back. So Moff Gideon's not going to die. No. So. Oh, no. Because of that, season three, he'll die in season three. They're putting that aside. So, does he get Grogu? I think he gets Grogu back. I don't think he does. I think it ends on the Empire Strikes Back note and it ends dark. Because I feel like episode six was that, like him losing Grogu, and like that was like the Empire Strikes Back episode to me. I think he gets him back. I think that's too dark, honestly, to end on. That's the best way to do it, Jacob. Send everyone into the holidays with baby Yoda nowhere to be found. But also I do. I also think we're going to see Grogu make the decision to stay with Din. So maybe when does that happen? Not in this episode, not in. I don't, I don't think it happens this season either. I think it's going to wait till next year. Possibly. I think it happens next year. There's yeah, so, that definitely. But there are so many story threads that need to be wrapped up that they it can't do it in one one episode. It just it, can't. Does it make you guys a little bit worried about this last episode? Like, because mm, if if it does if it doesn't wrap up anything, that's fine because that's like a typical TV series where they leave stuff <laughs> open for the next season. Especially over the last ten years, there's been a lot of shows that do cliffhangers and make you wait and stuff like that. Um, but as long as they satisfy us with enough things like a showdown between Din and, and Gideon, like that needs to happen this season now. After what just happened this episode, that needs to happen this season, at least uh, the first encounter between the two of them. Um, and then you go forward from that. Uh, I'm not worried about it because we already know we're getting a season three and it already feels like it's a continuation of what's happening this season anyway. Yeah. We'll see. So what? There's, there's a lot to, that needs to happen. Hopefully what is the resolution then in this? Because every season has to have like a climax. Like what is the climax of this season? I mean, he doesn't getting it's not him getting yeah. Grogu back. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think I think the climax of the of the season is them failing, and and Din realizing that he needs to do something a little bit different. And the, and the Jedi shows up. No. That or it's Bogotan or or you know um maybe Ahsoka is involved. I don't know, but it's who knows. I mean hmm. So do you think Boba Fett dies? I still think Boba Fett dies. 
love how Jake so easily kills off his favorite character. So easily. Hey, John Favreau is, gets to do it if that makes sense, I guess. Oh, yeah. I, okay, you know what? I'll backtrack on that. Boba Fett dies if Grogu is saved. Mm, that would Grogu make sense. Otherwise, for if nothing. Grogu isn't saved, Boba doesn't die until next season. That's possible. I could see that. Yeah, they might be leaving us on a cliffhanger, to be honest. I would love it. Give it to me. Just Is the runtime of the season finale confirmed? What? How long no. it's going to be, the episode? They don't reveal it until like the day of, day before. Yeah. yeah. I well, never know until I start that I episode. I thought you guys might have. Yeah, I don't. Like last night, I didn't, I didn't know what the runtime was until after I finished it. Like I had no idea. It'll be like, I think it'll be like an hour. I hope so. I hope so. That'd be cool. Hour 20. Come on. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Classic, classic Geo move. If it's an hour 20, he's getting Grogu back. <laughs> yes. I'll yes. Tell you that. If it's that long, he's getting Grogu back for sure. Four hours. Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts on The Believer and going into the final episode of the season next week with Chapter 16? Ready for this finale, Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just curious. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen, and that's exciting. Yeah, same. That is you know. true. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. This has been uh, this week's episode of the Fandalorian Club. Um, before you get out of here, just make sure you guys are joining us every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific right here on the channel. Uh, for the next few weeks, at least. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Um, we'll be doing the Fandalorian Club. We'll be doing a review next week uh, on the final episode. <laughs> um, and then we'll be doing a full spoiler review. God, she's laughing at me, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to try to get Keith on the full spoiler review. <laughs> So we're going to do something. Uh, we are going to try and do something um, next week uh, after the final episode where the five of us are talking about it. Spoiler review style. We're going to break down the entire season, um, especially with Keith, because he hasn't been able to do uh, anything with us fandom wise because we do it so early. Um, but we will definitely be getting on uh, to do that. So join us next week on Friday and then look out for everything coming after that um, for, for a full spoiler review breakdown. And then uh, probably some preview stuff going forward talking about all the other series that coming as well. So um, for the whole crew here, make sure you guys are checking out Fando. Make sure you guys are checking out Apocalypse Now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, following us on all of our personal channels. That is Jacob. That is Gio. That is Brian. I am Jake. And uh, we are Apocalypse Movies. So uh, uh, to everyone, thank you guys so much for watching. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. And the force be with you. Mm -hmm.